You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Step onto the sexy streets of animal attraction that is New York City. Welcome to Pets in the City, Life in the Urban Jungle. Join host Diane West as she explores the exciting lives, loves, and laments of the people and pets in the world's greatest city. Pets in the City, like the city itself, has something for everyone. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So get ready to get dressed to the canines and take a bite out of the Big Apple with your Pets in the City host, Diane West. Well, if you're listening to this show, you're obviously an animal lover. And one of the things that all of us know, if we've owned an animal or been owned by an animal for any amount of time, is that there will come a day when, unfortunately, we will probably say goodbye to them before they say goodbye to us. This is a very hard topic for a lot of people to speak about, but there are a few brave souls who are starting to really address this. And one of them, I'm very happy to say, is a good friend and colleague of mine, Maria Melito, who is the queen of rock and roll from 10 to 2 every day on WAXQ Q104.3. And she has written a book called Clarice and Friends, How They Helped Mend the Hole in My Heart. Now, she, obviously Clarice, was a very beloved pug of hers. And for a long time, she couldn't really talk about it. And eventually, when she started to heal, she really had some help from, I guess, maybe some unexpected sources. So we're going to talk to her about that today. So thanks for speaking with us, Maria. Thank you, Diane. And yeah, those sources were my listeners. I talked about Clarice on the air from when she was a puppy. And it really got to a point where people, I would meet listeners, and they would never ask how I was. It was always, how's Clarice? How's Clarice the Wonder Pug? And I always knew that when the day came when she left, I would have to address it. And I really dreaded it because I thought it's just going to reopen the wound and et cetera. But what I was surprised and actually very surprised what happened is I really received so many emails from listeners and sharing their own experiences that blew me away. I mean, people, men in their 40s who never told their wife a story about a dog they had when they were kids or, you know, something that they never shared with anybody else and shared it with me. So not only did it make me fully appreciate and realize the very unique relationship between a person and, and a listener, you know, it's like a very, like, I'm their friend, they're my friend, even though many of them I've never met. But it was more so the common bond of having an animal and losing it because a lot of people you know, are either, they feel guilty about it, they, especially because they're more sad about their dog dying than, say, when a parent died. It was very therapeutic for me to get all those emails. I would go home and write back to people. And I just felt that there was something there. And a very close friend of mine who's actually helped me with the book, my friend Paul Moraldi, who thank, who is the first thank you in the book, I sent, he's a marketing person, and I sent him, like, look at these emails. And he said, you have to do something with that. And that's where Clarice and Friends really started. Really? We should do something with it? So, you know, five years later, that's the book that's published. Um, now, before you got the emails, did you yourself feel like you were kind of alone in what you were feeling? I mean, did, was there some kind of hesitation from you to, to share what you were feeling with your listeners? Or how did that come to be? Um, I don't think think, you know, I've always been pretty open with my listeners and admit and talk about things because I feel like 
if something bothers me, it probably bothers them. You know, I've always been from the school of being pretty brutally honest, but without hurting somebody's feelings, which is why I have no friends. No, I'm kidding. But (laughs) (laughs) except you, Diane, but, (laughs) but, you know, but sharing something that, that say somebody would hesitate to share, but no, it was more of, I mean, I guess over the years of having Clarice and, you know, being very preoccupied with your dog as other people are with their dogs or their cats and realizing it really is like an us and them type of situation, meaning uh, pet owners and non-pet owners. Because people who, who have never had a pet or never experienced that love of an animal look at it like it's a couch and said, well, don't be sad, you know, get a new one. Or, you know, he's getting a new one from Ikea. Exactly. You know, put the old one out on the, on, you know, on the street. Um, even when Clarice was sick the year before, and she was in, she was in ICU for like five days, and people were like, "Are you nuts?" Some people who aren't animal owners, well, no. Why would I be nuts? What should I do? Let her die? I mean, if I can save her, I want to save her. And it really even you know made me realize the bond that you have with other animal owners. Um, and then when she died, it really like sealed it to me in concrete, basically, because nobody really understood except people, I, friends who had pets, and my listeners. And it really, you know, it was, a, it was, it was very therapeutic for me just to go through the emails and hear other stories and like, know that you're not alone and know that, you know, if I was walking home and felt like crying, like it's okay. Cause I'm sad that my dog is gone and people share the same exact type of thing without me asking them to share it. So it made me think, wow, this was so helpful to me. You know, it's like a karma thing. Maybe I can now help them. And that's where the whole idea came out of the, Clar- you know, Clarice was like, my soulmate of dogs, but don't tell Carmine, my current dog, that. But, you know, everybody always says they have one animal that's their soulmate of an animal. And I thought, you know, it would be good karma then to do this book and have and, and not make money on it. And whatever money is made, have it go to animal charity. And, that, and, and that's, what I'm, uh, that's what I'm doing. Now, when the emails first start to come in, what was your reaction? Were you surprised? Were you like, okay, so I'll get a few emails, but it seemed like they started coming and coming and coming. Uh, it's interesting because Clarice actually passed away in her bed in my apartment. I came home and found her, and that was on a Monday night. I took off Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, I guess I blogged about it Tuesday night, and emails instantly started to come in because and many of them at first said, I had a feeling when we realized you weren't on the air. And the person who was filling in for me never said why I was gone. So you actually took time off because you were... Yeah, I took two days. And basically the, the first day I took off because I had her cremated and I wanted to get the ashes back and do all that process myself. And then, yeah, I took off a second day because I just needed to gather myself and my thoughts. And, you know, it was only two days. And, and then I came back on Wednesday and actually talked about it. And... The moment that I always dreaded really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because of those emails. And that's when I realized, like, I have something here. Not trying to stir the pot, but were your employers also understanding as well when you you said, look, I really need to take some grief time off for my dog? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my boss had a dog at the time, you know, and was a dog person and was totally, absolutely got it. I was like, okay. So, yeah. Now, there was another other topics that you addressed in the book, which you and I were speaking about, and I, I really think that's also an important part as well. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of us, you know, nowadays, because of veterinary technology, we can keep our pets alive for a certain amount of time. But you also address 
really sensitive topics such as, you know, when do you know it's time and, you know, things like that. What made you decide to to address topics like that? Was that something that you went through yourself or did readers start sharing that with you or a little of both? Yes, it was a little of both because these were all the questions that I was going through because that weekend before she died in her sleep, I actually had, uh, you know, the is it time conversation with my vet because everything was just really going wrong with her. And, you know, the running joke that till today we have is that, you know, she had selective hearing. And the one thing that she did listen to was I would always say to her, please die in your sleep. Please don't make me have to make that decision. But I was very lucky because I know that that's, that's not the majority of cases. And listeners just, you know, wrote me. I mean, they wrote me about that when they had to decide it was time and they would write what the ailments were or what the dog or the cat was doing. So it was actually, it was a combination of what they volunteered, you know, the information they volunteered in their emails or offered, I should say, to comfort me, um, as well as the stuff that I was going through. Um, and, and again, it's, it's kind of the, the things where you don't think about it until the day it happens. And then it's, it's overwhelming. And it's, I mean, it's like when anything, it's like when someone, a family member dies in your immediate family. It's not like who's prepared for that. It's the same thing with an animal. Who's prepared for that? Because most of us, if you're a good pet owner, your pet's treated like part of your family. So it's very much like, what do I do? And I also felt that with the book, it would be more of like a pet loss group because not everybody is in a major city or like we're very lucky in New York City or New Jersey to have access to, you know, pet groups, pet loss groups and grief counseling. But somebody in the Midwest somewhere in a small town might not have access to that. So I felt, well, this book is like it could serve as a grief group for someone. And just so the person knows that they're not alone and it's okay to feel as you feel. You know, I'm not a therapist and I don't claim to be, but I think it's really important that somebody knows that it's okay. It's okay if you're really sad. It's okay if you're really depressed. It's okay if you don't want to get out of bed because, you know, your animal isn't there to greet you when you come home. It's really okay. You know, we're humans. So that was, that to me was the purpose of the book. We're going to take a short break, and but we're going to talk a little bit more about that really kind of interesting situation that happens when, you know, you're grieving about an animal and some other people don't get it. But we'll be right back and we'll talk more about that. All right, this is my stop, Commercial Boulevard. Yeah, that's funny. Pets in the city will be back in a New York minute. Don't go anywhere. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, where the healthy pets go. Enter the code PETCITY10, P-E-T-C-I-T-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. I play tennis because I love to, but inside, I want to win. Take away the court, the net, I might not be a player, but I'll always be a competitor. Lady Foot Locker understands that. Lady Foot Locker, the first to carry Adidas off-court shoes and the gear that goes with them. If you play your best, there's no regret. Lady Foot Locker, one place, every woman. 
Go to LadyFootLocker.com and enter the code AFPC10LF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPC15LF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at LadyFootLocker.com. Would you like your business to reach out and invite in our audience? We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20-second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service is the best, most cost-effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website. PetLifeRadio.com Click on Sponsorship Information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash city C-I-T-Y to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Whether they're big, small, hairy, or whatever, you're going to need gear for your feet. And Kids Foot Locker's got all the great shoes and gear that'll get you in the game. Go to kidsfootlocker.com and enter the code AFPC10KF to get 10% off any order of $50 or more. Or enter the code AFPC15KF to get 15% off any order of $75 or more at kidsfootlocker.com. And cover those funky feet. Hi, this is Tim Link, host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Join me as we feature interviews with best-selling pet-related authors, award-winning writers, journalists, and bloggers. And we'll tell stories about the animals and interesting topics about the animals in our lives. Each of the interviews will give you a first-hand knowledge about why the authors and writers chose a particular story, what the feature animals meant to them, and what has become of those animals that we've talked about. And of course, I'll also share stories from my own books, blogs, articles, and experiences. So be sure to join me and the writers and authors on Animal Rights. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, all you yuppie puppies and city kitties. Pets in the City is back with more urban animals and cool cosmopolitan critters. Try saying that three times fast. Right, Diane? And we're back. So before break, we were talking with Maria, the fantastic radio queen of... WAXQ Q104.3. You guys lucky enough here in New York know that this is the classic rock station. And you try state too, right? Yes. yes. And you can get you on the internet, right? Yes. Yes, you can. So, Anywhere. So, Anywhere in the country. Which is awesome. And uh, again, uh, Maria Melito, author now of Clarice and Friends, How They Helped Mend the Hole in My Heart. I should also mention that uh, here in New York, if you 
hear Maria's voice in your house all the time. You're not going crazy. She is also a very well-respected announcer for a number of things on New York One, and including the call, right? Right. So I guess host on that TV show. Yes. So because so, sometimes I hear you all the time. Jobs. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like I live with you, right? It does. Yeah. It does. People tell me that. They're like, I heard you this morning when I was waking up. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Don't tell your wife that. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking about things you might not tell your wife or other people, you know, we were talking just a little bit before about perhaps people aren't necessarily trying to be mean, but there might be people that just don't really get how yeah. sensitive you're feeling. On the reverse of the support that you got as reflected in the book, and you don't have to name names, but were there some reactions you got that really kind of took you back a little bit? Yes. In fact, there was one listener in particular, and I'll always remember this. He asked me to play something like the day that I came back or two days later, and I didn't play his request. And then he wrote, I'm really glad that your damn dog died. (gasps) (laughs) And I thought, ouch. But you know what? There was the one percentage of crazy people. But that was, he was the extreme. For the most part, people are understanding, even if they're not animal people. But you know, there are always people who have the mentality, move on, you know, get over it. It was only a dog, you know, not even thinking of how long, you know, I remember I I went to an event and a vet I knew for many, many years said to me, you know, when this, when Clarice goes, this is going to really, this is going to be tough for you because you had her when you were married then you got divorced. You went through different jobs. You went through, uh, you moved different places. You have relatives that knew her who are now deceased as well. And she said, but she was your constant. So probably for whatever time period it was in my life, you know, she's, and she, she kind of predicted it and it really stayed with me. And when, and when she did pass away, I thought, yeah, you know, I mean, it really was that one constant while the rest of my life was, you know, like anybody else's life, not in turmoil, but all the different normal changes of life, life changes. But she was the one constant. And it's really difficult and it's painful. And, you know, I guess I really feel like, you know, the bottom line of it is people need to know that it's okay. You know, and I know I keep repeating that, but it's okay to really be upset. It's okay to not be in a great mood sometimes because you're sad that your dog or your cat is no longer with you. I mean, it's okay. And if somebody says to you, oh, just get another, because people did say that to me, you know, and, well, sometimes that works. And I don't want to be totally negative on that because I know many people who just could not deal with the pain and they went and they, they adopted another animal. And you know what? If that works for somebody, that's great. But I think when the people who don't get it say they don't mean it in that sense, they're just meaning it that it's like an inanimate object. But... You know, for the rest, for others, if it doesn't work, like I knew I needed to like mourn it and grieve it and just move on because to bring like a new animal into my house when I was so sad, I don't think was, was good for me, but that's just me personally. But, you know, but everybody's different. And, you know, it's interesting. You touch on, like I said, a lot of really fascinating subjects in the book that I, I think people just, they're so, they're so obvious, but yet it's like, they're so obvious you don't think about them. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yes, but, you know, like, what do I do with the body? Why am I acting this way? Um, should I keep this stuff? I mean, it's just, those are really questions that you delve into here. 
and, you know, really address. Now, one that really caught my attention, perhaps because of uh, various events going on recently, was Do Pets Go to Heaven? (laughs) And I really enjoyed reading the responses for a number of people. And, I mean, I don't know if you censored any of the responses, but it seemed like it was mostly us. Yeah, no, not at all. I didn't censor it at all. Um, really? So pretty much everybody who wrote said... People think, and this is even, and this has nothing to do with religion, because I really need to state for a fact that it had nothing to do with, like, I'm a Christian, but only a Christian perspective. Because the other pet loss books that are out on the market are from a religious point of view, or they're aimed at children, or they're written by uh, therapists and psychologists. So that's where I felt this book was different. That chapter actually, and I hesitated to put that in because I didn't want it to be part of the religious aspect and not for any other reason except I didn't want people to feel like it's a, it's biased. But I think regardless of religion, it's the thought that everybody has that their animal is moving on to something better, even if they're not a Christian. And it's the whole Rainbow Bridge thing, which I never really was even aware of what the Rainbow Bridge was until Clarice died and all... My listeners kept writing to me, read this poem. And of course, the poem is in the book. You know, this whole rainbow bridge thing. And I think, you know, or telling me that Clarice is now in heaven playing with their dog. and Or, you know, um, now a dead relative of theirs is walking her for me. Or it's just, it's, you know, and I think it's just the way that people feel comforted. It's not the sense of like, oh, yes, it's religious, you went to heaven. I think it's just a comfort zone. And it made, I think it helped them to comfort me, telling me like, you know, somebody's, deceased father is now walking my dog until I get there. I saw that. I mean, that, those are some of the most uh, touching yeah, moments uh, that, that Clarice was sitting on their lap and exactly. Clarice was listening exactly. to the radio with them. It's really, really... Yeah, it's very touching. And the fact of the matter is, is whether, you know, dog, and I believe that pretty much everybody, dog, cat, bird, fish, yeah, everybody. Somebody even wrote, I think, about a rat. It's like a mat rat in here. I mean, it's like, it's all... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it spans the whole spectrum of, of animals, animal kingdom. kingdom. Oh, but, but I have to share something with you about where it came from, the inspiration. I want to share this, of, about keeping the stuff. Keeping the animals. And it was probably a week or so after Clarice passed away. I was talking about her bed, and some, a co-worker said, throw it out. I said, really? Because she died in her bed. I said, I really don't want to throw it out. So I turned to my listeners, my audience, and I shared that with them. And that exploded. That, and that's how that chapter came, because people were like, oh, I still have the leash hanging up. The dog's been dead for 20 years. And tell that coworker to, you know, go somewhere. <laughs> and I mean, it was really very funny, but that's where that chapter came from. It was probably like a question that you didn't think was going to, you know, elicit such a response. And- no, not at all. And especially when other people said, you know, take her toys and donate it to a shelter and um, I mean, it was just, it was interesting. It was very, very interesting. I mean, now tell me about the process of the book. You, you said it took you a number of years to actually... Time. It took a very long time. I mean, from, from the beginning, I had to go through legal of where I work because it came on my, my work email address. So I got permission from, you know, the corporation to move forward with it. Then I had to contact the listeners, because of all the different emails, we narrowed it down, because many of the emails too just came and said, hey, my condolences. But these were the emails that were the meteor ones. And some emails made one chapter, other emails made four chapters, because I dissected all the different sections. So then I had to get the legal permission from the listener to 
give their email for the book. You know, they knew, I told them it was, the money was going to go to the animal charity. I would just use their first name in their town, if that, you know, up to them, total anonymity. And then it was searching for a publisher. And that took forever. And then I finally found one and was, I guess, worked on a chapter. And then, you know, publishing, you know, isn't in its best state. And a lot of magazines folded and a lot of publishers are folded. Well, by the end of 2009, the publisher I had closed its nonfiction department. So I got the phone call of, I don't know what to tell you, but the nonfiction department is closing. Like, after all the work you did, by the way. Right. And it's like, what do I do? I don't know what to tell you. So I shelved it and thought, all right. And then I met someone who self-published a book and told me, he said, it's the easiest thing in the world to do and I'll help you do it. And it was all, you know, it's just the timing of life of everything. And it kind of, I was also interviewed from our friend, Amy Sachs from the Daily News. And it was about when you lose your pet and, you know, grief and everything. And it was the same time, like maybe two or three weeks later, I met this, this author and it made all the emails start up again, like the interest. It's interesting how sometimes you go, okay, I put this to the side, and then the universe says, okay, it's time to start. That's exactly how I felt, like the universe was telling me something, and I thought, okay. So I worked on it and put everything together all last summer of 2010, contacted the publisher in the fall, went through the whole process, blah, 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 printed it, proofread it, da, 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 April 2011, the book is published. So, now, Do you think in some ways it was maybe easier for you to write it and compile the emails a few years after, you know, Clarice was no longer with you? Do you think you, you would have had the emotional strength to get through it had it been that fresh in your mind? That's a very good question because when I first sat down with my friend Paul, who's thanked, you know, the marketing guru, when we first sat down and went through the emails, we stopped and he said, you're too close to it. We can't do this. And we really put it on the side for a while. I mean, this was probably early 2007. Um, and we really put it on the side because he said, you're too close to it. Because every year I'm like, this is important. This is good. This is blah, blah, blah. And it was too emotional. So yeah, I think the more time went on, as much as it's still emotional for me, but it's, it's not as fresh. So yes, I think maybe, I hope it made for a better product. That I mean, I'm hoping the choiciest, like the prime is in the book, that will be the best to help others. So what's next? I mean, mean, we were talking, now it's uh, available in Barnes & Noble and online. Tell me again all the places that we could get get a copy of it. Okay, well, you can definitely go to the website, which is clariceandfriends.com. And Clarice is C-L-A-R-I-C-E-A-N-D, friends.com. There's also a Facebook page that I started. People can like it. It's just Clarice and Friends. Everything's Clarice and Friends. I made it nice and easy. It's also a Twitter page of Clarice and Friends, but it's Clarice N, the letter N, Friends. So you can follow me on Twitter and keep posted that way. But anyway, so the book is available for Kindle and also in paperback at Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com, it's available as a Nook. And Mira, which is the publisher, M-I-R-A, it's Mira.com. Or if you want to just go to Mirasmartshop.com, it's available in paperback, ebook which means you can use it for an iPad and a Nook, and also for Kindle. So it's available everywhere that way. I mean, you can't really physically walk into any bookstore right now and get it, but this is the way. There is a way if you want to order it directly, and forgive me if I misspeak, if you want to have a signed copy from you and, sure. and you donate that extra money for even you know animal charity. Up. Yes, yeah, if you want to do it that way, and, and I don't charge extra for signing it 
but I can give you the address. What I do charge is two. You charged me fifty bucks. Shh! We're supposed to tell everybody that. <laughs> that was just you. <laughs> but anyway, so I should even say the book is nine ninety five, and for the ebook, it's six ninety five. If you want a signed copy, it's nine ninety five plus two dollars for shipping and handling, and it should go to Clarice and Friends, and the address is one zero five East Thirty Fourth Street. And it's suite 205, New York, New York, 10016. And just make sure, like if you do a check or money order or whatever, that it's made out to Clarice and Friends. And let me know what the personalization is, and I will absolutely do it. Which is fantastic. And now I understand that there's actually, this is not the end of the story. There's actually some Clarice and Friends and even more Friends perhaps coming down the line. Well, the thought is on the website of clariceandfriends.com, on the last page, I asked people to send me their stories because these were just the stories of my Q1043 listeners. And even though some are from around the country for people who listen to us online, I thought, you know, unfortunately, we, like you said at the beginning, we do outlive our pets for the most part. So I'm sure there are other stories out there. And I invited people, you know, whoever goes to the website, if they want to share a story, if you go to Clarice and Friends, It's on the last page to contact. And it comes to me directly, so I would see it. And who knows? Maybe if I get enough, we can start, you know, not chapter two, but the second edition and take that project. So, so, I mean, but people can do that now. They could. Yeah. I mean, if they want to share a story with me, absolutely. And, you know, just know when you share it that you're giving me the permission that I could use it. And I would never disclose an email or anything private except a first name, if that's okay with the person. And their story. Yeah, I welcome it. I welcome it. Because I'm sure as much as I touch topics here, I'm sure there are other topics to be considered or there are other aspects of these same topics. And, you know, information uh, is like knowledge is power. So, and I really feel like animal people need to stick together. You know, pet owners, we're all on the same page. We're all trying to make it a better world for our four-legged friends so maria is being very very humble as, as usual but i should add that uh maria has also now become a, a preeminent spokesperson in a lot of ways for pets in the city of new york she often hosts a lot of events for ac and c and, and a lot of other uh, we had the new rochelle humane society event coming up soon. right and, um, the from the heart that you were with me and and, and I'm sure there'll be many more as, as the months go by. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because I always felt like, you know, animals don't have a voice, but I have a microphone, as you have a microphone. So <laughs> we, you know, we can be their voice. And yeah, I mean, that's how I, I've always felt. So giving back. And if I can, you know, make someone realize that they should go to a shelter and not go into a pet store and buy a dog or a cat, then please do that. So what do you think Clarice would say about all of this? <sighs> <laughs> Where's the food? Enough of it. <laughs> exactly. Come pet me. <laughs> and now, I guess to kind of, you know, for those, you know, as we summarize here, like for, for those who might be listening now who still have very fresh in their mind that they, they just lost a pet or, or unfortunately maybe facing that hard decision, sure. what's the main thing you'd really like for them to hear from, from you? I guess the main thing is to know that you're not alone and the feelings that you're having are not crazy. They're not unique in the sense of weirdness, because I know some people feel that way. I mean, we all have our own unique feelings, but I mean, but unique in the sense of, oh my God, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Don't be negative on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself. All of the above. And if people try to put their 
stuff on you because you're grieving or you're going through the decision that you don't know what to do, please just let, just, you know, make like a duck is what my mother would say, meaning let it roll off your back, (laughs) you know, because it's okay. It's the bottom line is it's okay to feel as you're feeling, you know, and and there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and, and part of the, the way the title came up is because I always felt after Clarice died, I would say to people that I feel like there's a, you know, when your pet first dies, I feel like there's a hole in your heart, but it gets smaller. So, you know, just know that it will get smaller. It will get better. You might get to a point someday and say, I need another pet and you will, or you might not. It's all okay. And that's exactly what Maria says in the subtitle of her book. Again, the name of that book is Clarice and Friends, How They Helped Mend the Hole in My Heart by Maria Melito, who among her many talents is DJ on Q104.3. And you're 10 to 2, right? So 9 to 2. So you're like the prime shot right there. Well, it's middays. I keep people company while they're working. And classic rock, which so you, you could basically ask you any question you want and you'll know. Uh, or, or pretend to know. <laughs> or have to Google the answer. <laughs> so make sure you tune in. Make sure you download the book. And um, if you live in the New York area and you have the opportunity to come to one of the events that Maria hosts, and please do so. But thank you for making the time for me today, Maria. And thank you for having me on, Diane. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.